and welcome to Can You Relate with Effie Grant. I'm Effie. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I hope that you've all had a brilliant week. In this episode, I want to dabble in the reality that is the elders were right. And getting to the point of establishing this is what they meant. Now, I'm sure I'm not alone when I say that growing up, more than 95% of the time, I felt my parents or the elders were talking rubbish. (laughs) Now, how bad or tough could it have been being an adult? Well, that's what I thought. I recall back in boarding school, and by the way, I have to say, I seriously loved my time at Wesley Girls High School. But the whole desire to leave and, in a sense, be free from all of the the guidelines and the rules was on my mind a lot. And I'm sure possibly for all of us. And when you saw girls who had left come back to visit or during the holidays looking all so fresh you know with their weaves or their hair nicely done looking all dolled up you know lovely makeup and nails you know properly looking dapper then in conversation they tell you how tough it is out there and and how you've got it so good in school and you thought rubbish it really can't be that bad being free and able to do whatever it is that you wanted whenever you wanted to have to do it as well but it wasn't long when of course, we left school, I left school. And for me, I landed straight into a working environment. And boy, oh boy, did I want to go back to the safe haven of those school walls where I could care about nothing else. Um, Waking up and getting into routine was not particularly an issue for me. I was used to that. But having first-hand experience of the office politics and drama was nothing like, you know, the old female or girls drama back in school. This, This was the real deal. And if you didn't choose a side well, you're out, literally you'd be the most miserable git in that workplace. I had to choose a corner, but eventually I found a middle ground that didn't always work. And it was tough. It it was really tough. And I finally understood what they meant. 
And it was that whole new dynamic of having to think for yourself now, having to make your own decisions. And they were going to be possibly lifelong. Whereas in school, you had that protection in a sense. So yeah, that would be my very first experience in understanding what the elders meant. My grandmother, bless her, used to buy things like handkerchiefs and plastic bowls and goodies, like fans and just random gifts. And she would hoard them in her room. Now, each time someone came to visit, when they left, they always, always got something to to go away with. She would say, you you're to do good always and it'll come back to you even when people decided to be you know cunning towards you or unkind you still had to find a way to be to be kind um to a certain degree I probably understood it but I don't think that I really wanted to accept it because if somebody bullied me or was unkind I was just quite happy to be <laughs> to give it back in you know return the favor but she was having none of that and would constantly bang on about this and I I remember times as well where she would buy you know staples like gary and sugar and then you would put them in little bags and either you're going to sell them at the front of the house or she would send you to sort of key people in the community, mostly women, um, for you to just give give to them for free. And then the next minute they will be doing the same thing as well, tying them in little bags and also possibly selling them uh, to, to, to make some money. But one of the things that really stuck with me was that whole concept she had on trust and obey in fact it was her favorite hymn and um (laughs) in a in a way it's become one of mine and when she passed we had all sorts of people coming over to pay their respects and not just that they all wanted very much to contribute to the costs of her funeral, you know, by way of giving some money or choosing to have to buy this or that um, to, you know, pay respects to her. And I guess in a sense, by that time when she passed, we'd had our own life lessons But this was more of a first-hand experience of that whole, you know, giving back to you what you have given. So in a sense, um, give and it will come back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, all of that concept. 
um, just came alive, more alive for me. And the, the whole idea of not just singing it, but actually acting it came came to life. And and, and there and then it was, ah, uh, this was what she meant. This was what the elders that or most of them would go on about. This was what they meant. And it was a damn good feeling to have to receive as much as you gave in whatever form that it came. I come from a large family of 13 children. And if you're familiar with the typical African, you know, family setting with that size of children, they're mostly half siblings. And my mother had three of us and um, several of my dad's children did come through her care. And we lived, you know, and grew up together for quite some some time. But what really got me upset was the fact that my mom would often completely ignore our wants or desires. And she would go over and above consistently for the other children. And... It really got me upset a lot of the time and I didn't hide it. But every time that I wanted to compare, she wasn't having any of it. And she would, you know, often say, you know, things like, especially when the others were being uh, disrespectful towards her or misbehaving, um, she would just say, no, let it go. She would ignore it. And then maybe days later before she would address it, whereas I was the girl on fire, I have no idea where my mother's patience came from because whatever, you know, gene that she had, she most certainly did not pass it on to me. And I was always constantly ready to just go for the jugular if anybody disrespected her in any form or shape but she had a great measure of patience and love and endearing you know that that was unwavering and I didn't understand it I I just couldn't figure out why and how but as life goes we've we've grown up and it so happens that I now realize how right she was. She was right, right, right in every way. And, you know, from ignoring all of the most ridiculous of things and being silent and, you know, or being misunderstood and taking it on the chin and still giving and giving. I'm not saying that, you know, those who were disrespectful are doing badly, but my goodness, the world of difference between us and them is significant. I'm just going to say it. That's, that's, the tr- that's the God honest truth and that's the fact. And right up and now having my own set of step, you know, children, I, I can appreciate 
how to have to handle a myriad of situations, you know. So just bringing it back to appreciating all of the lessons um, back then and being able to now really have that deeper understanding that patience really is a virtue. So if you haven't got it, pray for it, ask for it, (laughs) because I've learned it the hard way over the years and I wish I'd done a lot of things very differently. But my goodness, I have to pay tribute to my mother. I salute you. Matilda Moroniki Akuokoko, you are a legend. And I just want to say thank you for the love and for your resilience and patience. It paid off. And there it is, people, the elders. This is what they meant. I think this by far would be what I rubbished the most. And that is Ubenginin Abito, which is to say, you will grow to see. I was the girl on fire, always wanting to explore and have a damn good time. And often when I'd go out, of course, I'd be late coming back and not communicating And my mom would be obviously worried and fuming (laughs) as well. And she would often, you know, be really reeling at why you are so late? Why haven't you communicated? I can't sleep. I'm worrying. I'm waiting up. Your dad is screaming and asking questions and I don't have answers. And of course, my response is like, hey, chill, chillax. (laughs) I'm not having a damn good time. So listen, I'm a big girl. You don't need to worry about me. Just go on about your business and I'm going to go about mine. Right. And that's, that was the attitude. And, um, and of course you should, should go, you know, wait till you have your own and you'd grow up and you'd see, you know, the, 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 the reality of what I'm saying, basically. On the flip side as well, then they add in all of these wise sayings or proverbs, as would call it, when you were perhaps steering the wrong way. Um, But really coming to that point of realizing how the simplest of these sayings had so much meaning, you know, two heads are better than one. Uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. Don't judge a book by its cover. Or one, you know, all-time favorite actions speak louder than words. Because seriously, um, <laughs> aren't they just the truth? How many bad boyfriends or girlfriends have you had by judging the cover? <laughs> um, and really just... When I think about my teenager now and each time she says that she's going out, 
my heart jumps like a thousand beats <laughs> per second, if that is even possible. And when she is out, I'm monitoring her movement on the app like every 10 minutes or so, just to make sure that she's fine. And I've really gotten to a place of understanding and regretfully having to admit that, oh, this is what the elders meant. Oh my goodness, this is torture. <laughs> um, but yeah, isn't that the truth? The struggle is real, but this is what they meant. And so, hey, if you can relate to any of this, let me know. But that's all I've got for you this week on This Is What The Elders Meant. Until next week, be well.